0: Everybody, trying to get things going here, Um, as Rex said, we got a beautiful day and got some visitors here, got some people back that's been gone, so uh, we got a little rain in Decatur, I don't know what what y'all got down here, but we got a little rain, so thankful for that. Um try to get our PowerPoint going. I thought we had it for a second, maybe. There we go. All right, we're going to pick back up on lesson 26 that we didn't get very far on last week. It's the last lesson in the, in the book, uh, Greatest Questions in the New Testament, by Brother Leroy Brownlow. And we'll do a quick review to begin with. Uh, What manner of persons ought you to be? Um, This was, um, the text was uh, 2 Peter 3.11. And uh, we talked about that to begin with last week. Uh, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? That's 2 Peter 3.11. Of course, we know that. Story uh, Peter is telling about the end of the world and how it's going to happen and that the Lord's going to come as a thief in the night and and the earth's going to be melted and all the elements thereof and will be changed and um, judgment will happen. It's going to be a lot of things happening in a short period of time. And what kind of lives would you, should we lead with that being the, the case, and we talked about one attribute of a Christian is being steadfast, and how that is really being consistent, unwavering, and resolute, which means consist You know, being consistent, uh, stick to itiveness, faithfulness. We'll talk about faithfulness a little bit later on in the lesson today, and. Um, how that, um, you know, uh, we had some examples of moving uh, trees from one, one spot to another and how it's not going to be a, uh, you know, the tree's going to die and uh, suffer for that. And another example was a store that was opened at different times of, uh, uh, of the day and how a store wouldn't be successful. And that sort of thing. So we, we as Christians have got to be steadfast. Uh, we talked about how we need to be prayerful. Uh, we talked about uh, it causes peace of mind. We need to pray without ceasing. And uh, Christ had a model prayer there in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And um, so we need to be prayerful people. We talked about forgiveness. We had a good discussion about that. And how it's really a two way street, you know we the a person's got to be willing to uh forgive, and another person's got to be willing to uh accept that and um, you know jesus says how many when when asked how many times seventy times seven of course that's not four hundred and ninety literally, but it's uh ever how many times that it's necessary to forgive someone or to ask for forgiveness and how that's commanded and that jesus forgave others jesus forgave others even to go to the point of going to the cross and he forgives our sins and he he'll forgive our sins if we forgive others and that's you know we need to do that um We talked briefly about soul winning and how, if we're compassionate Christians, we're not going to want to be just going to heaven by ourselves. We want to take others with us. And that Christ died for our souls, and that it's a mark of wisdom. And the Great Commission commands us to be soul winners. And the golden rule is common, you know, kind of gives common sense that we should do unto others, we have them do unto you. Well, if you receive the gospel, you want to impart the gospel to someone else. Um, there was personal evangelism in the early church, and that's what the book of Acts is all about. And um, I did want to, ma- want to make a correction to something I said last week. I said that uh, Paul went to Rome and talked to the Romans about the unknown gods. That was not correct. That's uh, Acts 17 is where that was. And it was to the Greeks and to their gods uh, that, he was, that he talked about the unknown gods. So I apologize for that. Um, we briefly touched on being happy Christians. You know, we shouldn't go around with a long face if we're a Christian because after all, we are going to heaven and what more could we be happy about than the fact that we're going to be in eternity with all each other and with God and, and Jesus. So, you know, we should be very happy about that and I think there was an example of a little girl asking if a mule was a Christian because it had a long face and we shouldn't ever be, uh, you know, accused of that sort of thing. So that is where we got the next thing. Unless anyone wants to add to the uh, the uh, attributes that we went over last week, we will move on and try to finish this lesson today if we can. Uh, <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And you didn't buy the product yourself, and use it. It's hard to express it. But if you're not happy with what you got, you can't sell it to somebody else. And so, as a Christian, we've got to be happy people if we want to share the gospel with someone else buy it. So mm-hmm. we're all selling. That's right. That's a good point, Mike. If we're not happy about it, we can't tell others. They're not gonna. They're not gonna believe us, are they? Uh, you know, we've got to be happy ourselves that's a very good point very good point uh, cooperative we've got to cooperate with each other um, we're workers together for the Lord second Corinthians 6: 1 says we are all God's co-workers and shouldn't receive God's grace in vain so uh, you know we can't You can't run any kind of organization, be it uh, in business, um, a ball team, uh, and especially the uh, the church has got to work together or things are just not going to get done. Um, It it gave an example of two mules that were pulling in opposite directions uh, toward a bundle of straw. Evidently what Brother Brownlow's saying there is there's two bundles of straws and then you got two mules, and they're, I guess, uh, tied together. And one's going trying to get this this, uh, straw, and the other one's going trying to get that bundle of straw. And, you know, if they just realized that they could uh, turn around and go toward one of the other uh, bundles of straw, that they could successfully eat both of them. So we got to realize that we got to be cooperative. Uh, and uh, it, a good passage to kind of illustrate this is in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 27. Um, I guess we will not read that at this time, but that passage details how each member of the body um, and it details the the members of the body: the foot, the hand, the ear, the eye, the nose. All of these must work together to, um, you know, to walk, to to uh, to hear, to see, and to uh, smell. All of these must work together toward one function, and and that's making the human being, you know. Uh, uh, operate or for lack of a better word and if all of these things you one can't say that the other has no need of it because we all have uh, each one has its own duty and each has its own responsibility and each works together to make you know a human being or to make make us all uh, operate successfully so in that manner, we should all work together as Christians. Um, it causes for a peaceful. Um, uh, it causes for peace. It's the it's the fruit of the spirit. We must get along. Uh, so, you know, cooperative, being cooperative, and I think we do a really good job of that here. Um, everybody seems to work together if there's anything that needs to be done our vacation bible schools our meetings our um, fellowships anything like that we we do a really good job of working together uh our dorcas group the ladies do a really good job there's uh you know so many things that we can cooperate together to do uh harry s truman among others said It's amazing how much you can accomplish if you don't worry about who gets the credit. And I think that's uh, probably the key to it right there is uh, we don't need to let pride get in our way and worry about who's getting credit on anything that's being done, especially in the church, because everybody working together, uh, just achieving a goal, that's what matters. Uh, Achieving... uh, uh, the goal and doing it in a Christ-like manner is what matters. So, that's co-op, being cooperative. Has anybody got any comments or questions or about that? We'll move on to being sacrificial. Now, this is not an all-inclusive list that I'm that we're listing here, because Christians should have a lot of different traits and. So you know we're we're just, we're kind of being finite on our um, on, on these lists today, but uh, we'll we'll go over several uh, sacrificial. The early church and the entire Christian life was about giving and sacrifice. Uh, John six three sixteen. We all know this verse: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." That Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We know that Jesus sacrificed. He, he sacrificed even to come to this earth and become a human. And then he gave the ultimate sacrifice by giving his life on the cross. Um, Romans 5.8 tells us that. When we, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So we were not even born and then... We were sinners and Christ died for us because he knew that we needed a plan to become Christians and to uh, be saved because um, uh, we were sinners and lost without him. Um, so many early Christians died for the faith. Um, 2 Timothy 4, 6-8, uh, Paul said he was offered he was ready to be offered up after fighting a good fight. So, you know, all there were so many Christians. Uh, I believe uh, tradition has it as well as some, the scripture that um, 11 of the 12 apostles died uh, either on the cross, being flayed, being thrown from temples, uh, being uh, beheaded. You know, they were sacrificial not only in preaching the gospel, but in giving of their lives to to, uh, to the faith. So in that manner, we need to be living sacrifices. Romans 12.1 says that. Uh, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God as your reasonable sacrifice. And then... Uh, Although this verse is used a lot of times, mainly for giving, First Corinthians sixteen two says, "Lay by and store on the first day of the week." So yes, that is sacrificial, in in that giving is sacrificial. And Second Corinthians eight five through seven says, "Give yourselves to the Lord in faith and speech, knowledge, diligence, and love." And then again in um, uh, 2 Corinthians 9:7. Give as in your heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, yes, we need to be very sacrificial. Um, I heard this recently. I don't know if it was in a sermon or somewhere. But uh, someone once complained to his preacher about how much it costs to be a Christian he said, you know, there's the collection plate, there's gifts for the needy, there's um, always different things going on in the church, such as showers and that sort of thing. And, and the, the preachers turned to, to him and said, well, you've just described the Christian life to perfection there. So, you know, that's a little... I guess that's a little bit comical, but it's very true. The Christian life is about sacrifice and giving. So that's the way we should be. Um, So that is a Christian trait. If anybody want to say anything about that or questions or... Right, right, yeah. What what if that's a good point, Brother Paul? It, what if we were under the old law and we had all of those sacrifices that we had to perform on the Sabbaths and on the the different feasts um, and going to Jerusalem all the time? You know, the uh, Muslim world they seem to take their religion at least as as serious as us if not more serious because they they have these prayer rugs and they really get serious about their religion they uh they pray they bow toward mecca and make these pilgrimages to mecca and that sort of thing so you know Yes, the Christian life, life is sacrificial, but it's nothing like living under the old law. And that's, uh, we are, you know, the old law was a law of bondage. And this, we have a law of um, of a free, of being free in that sense, and by comparison. So very good points there. Um, of course, it, I added a few extra um Extra traits not listed by Brother Brownlow and and everyone here probably could come up with some. Uh, loving. We, we as Christians need to be loving people. Um, this has been debated, but only humans can love. Animals really, they take care of their, their own, but as far as actual love for their own, is probably a human trait more than <clears throat> more than anything. And I think God made us that way uh, to show emotions and love and that sort of thing. Um, I believe it was last Sunday morning I was listening to a, a preacher over at uh, uh, Eastside Church of Christ and he was talking about, um, his name was Eric Fromm. Some of you people that are into... Psychology and that sort of thing may know more about this than I do. But he was talking about unconditional love. And um, in 1934, he supposedly coined this, this phrase. And he, was, he wrote a book called The Art of Loving in 1956. And, but he was a socialist. Anyway, he said that mothers have unconditional love, but fathers really cannot. Uh, I don't know if he's really that I don't know if I can really go along with that uh, but you know God does have unconditional love for us and especially Jesus because he was willing to come to this earth and and die for us and uh, he um, he had no you know he could have left us in in the state that we're in and that's uh, unsaved until he came till he came but he did not he did that for us um, so we need to love others the book of uh, the chapter of 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that and Galatians five twenty-two says love is a fruit of the spirit uh, and God is love 1, 1 John four sixteen uh, says that and we need to love our neighbor as ourself uh, and it says the law is fulfilled in one word love your neighbor as yourself and it also says in 1 John 4 19 through 21 that we, that we love him because he first loved us if a man says he loves God and hates his neighbor he's a liar because he doesn't love his neighbor whom he has seen how can he love the God whom he ha- has not seen so, you know, we've got to love each other to be pleasing to God. So, any comments about that? I've got a, got a few more here, like humility, being humble. Um, so much can be said about this trait. Uh, pride was, is the opposite of humility. And pride really caused Satan to fall from, from heaven. Uh, Isaiah 14:12 through 15 says that he wanted to exalt his throne above God. And of course, he took a third of the angels with him and they left heaven. And the devil is tormenting us now, you know, and his angels. Well, he gets thrown in the pit at the end of the world. And meekness is fruit of the spirit. And it's that meekness is humility. Uh, God gives grace to the humble, James 4, 6. And he, but he resists the proud. Um, he lifts up the humble. Uh, that's James four ten and 1 Peter 5, 6. Uh, it says, humble yourselves and God will lift you up. And then 1 Peter 5, 6 says, humble yourselves and God will lift you up in due time Jesus said the arrogant will be brought down and the humble will be lifted up and he said that in Matthew twenty-three, twelve. he said whoever exalts himself will be brought down and whoever humbles himself will be exalted um, we need to be careful not to include too many eyes in our conversations because you know we need to be thinking of others and not giving we certainly don't need to be giving ourselves credit for different things. Um, as much as possible, give the Lord the credit, or and others. So humility is a very—you know—Moses was meek. He he had a lot of humility. Uh, he was known for that Old Testament. Um, so humility, patience. Patience is a do we think do we have a lot of patience nowadays or do we see that practiced not really i don't think um it seems like anything that doesn't go people's way they're on the front lines trying to uh, what they think about it i know them. this abortion thing that went down the other day i don't believe it was over an hour before the everybody that was against it was protesting outside the supreme court and Different places, um, w- w- people are very impatient. Um, I guess we have these phones at our uh, fingertips now, and Google and that sort of thing, and we just take all, take it, everything for granted that there's a quick answer to everything. But we need to be patient as Christians. That's one of the fruits of the spirit. Um, need to be patient in affliction, Romans 12, 12, be be joyful in hope, patient uh, in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And we learn from the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13 and verse 4 that if you love someone, your patience is never ending, no matter what a person does. So, you know, we've got to be patient with others. And it produces character. Romans 5, 4 says... With tribulation, patience is produced and patience produces character. Um, I guess if we, how how do you get patience? Well, if you've got to practice it. Um, If you, uh, you know, if you're standing in line, you know, instead of being impatient or something and, and complaining about it, you know, you can strike up a conversation with somebody and Talk about different things, and just you know, uh, don't sit there and talk about how what a what a terrible thing it is to have to wait on things. You know, uh, the the Lord says to wait anyway. A lot uh, that has more than just that meaning, but also, but we should be a very patient people, especially when it comes to. Um, leading others to Christ. You know, people aren't going to uh, come to Christ overnight. Some do. But uh, it, it, it could take, you know, years for somebody to come to Christ. Um, and, and we need to be patient as Christians about everything that we do as a Christian. So that's another trait that we should have. Anybody got any uh, add-ons to that, or comments, or so. Be careful what you. That's like wisdom, isn't it? Uh, you may get a more wisdom than you thought, and you have a lot more to go on. To uh, you have a lot more wisdom. You might know too many things if you pray for too much wisdom. Um, faithful. I think we touched on this briefly. Faith is is one of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22. We could talk about faith for a long time. Um, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Uh, The great chapter of faith, the Faith Hall of Fame, as it's called, is in Hebrews 11. It says, um, uh, we we can't please God without it, and it comes by hearing the word of God, and it talks about in that chapter. That's Romans ten seventeen there. Um, so you know, faith comes by he- by hearing the word and reading the word, and there's so many examples of faith that's in that uh, Hebrews eleven. That's such a good chapter. It's a good chapter to just break down on each one of those people that are listed. Uh, it talks about their different uh, forms of faith and, and just how they came to be the known as well as they were in the Bible. And it says uh, in Matthew 21, it says, Ask and you will receive if you have faith. Uh, Jesus says, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you if you have faith. So we need to be faithful. That goes back to our first trait, which was uh, being steadfast and unmovable, and always abounding in the work of the Lord. We've got to be faithful to death, unto death. In uh, Revelations 2:10, it says, and that doesn't mean just until we die. It means we may we may die as a Christian. Uh, uh, you know, be martyred like the like the, um, uh, like the apostles and a lot of the early disciples. So uh, faith. We could talk about faith all day. Um, one of the last traits there is exemplary and of course that's just a kind of a fancy name for it, being a good example. Um a quick question here. Um, what would you rather have, a good reputation or have a good character? Anybody want to take a stab at that? Well, a good reputation is good, but, you know, reputations can be subjective. Uh, a good character is what God thinks about us. A reputation is what man thinks about us. So, yes, it's good to have a good reputation, but, and, but a lot of times we as humans make mistakes and they're unfounded about people. You know, you get to know somebody and you find out exactly that what you thought about them wasn't exactly true or you, what you heard about them wasn't, was not exactly right. And uh, so, yeah, we need to have a good reputation as much as possible. But, you know, God looks at the character of a person. He knows what's inside a person, what makes them up. You know, Jesus said that he looks on the heart. And um, so we need to be good examples. Getting back to what what our um, topic is right there uh, for this last one. Uh, He expects us to be good examples. Uh, we're the light of the world and uh, a, uh, a city on a hill can't be hid and we're also the salt of the earth as Christians, uh, Matthew 5.14 says. Our works preach our faith. We should show our faith by, by our works and a good Christian life is an effective sermon. Uh, it says wives win their husbands by their uh, subjection to their husbands, wives win their husbands by subjection to their husbands uh, and their behavior in Christ in First Peter 3, 1 and 2. Uh, so a good Christian example is better than a sermon. Um, Brother Brownlow has a, a poem to conclude his, his lesson in chapter 26 or in lesson 26. It says, "I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk with me than to tell me the way. The eyes of a better, the eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but example is always clear. And the best of all, the preachers are men who whose lives, who live their creeds." For to see good put into action is what everybody needs. So that's a pretty good little um, uh, little poem that he had there. Uh, just in conclusion, in the five minutes that I've got left, um, some other traits that we, you know, need to to have, and I'm sure y'all could come up with as many as as I could, but. Uh, We need to be good discerners of good and evil. Um, Discerning is judgment, and we need to try to have good judgment as much as possible. You know, it seems like nowadays people don't really seem to know what's good and what's evil. Uh, There's been so much uh, fake news in our newscast and that sort of thing That um, you know, if you if you if you listen to certain news, you might think some things are good, like abortion and that sort of thing. But um, we know that from reading our Bibles that abortion is wrong, and we know that uh, this transgender and homosexual rights business is wrong. So you know, we don't need to be listening to news. Channels to tell us how to live our lives, or, or that sort of thing. We need to, or even how to vote. Uh, if we uh, are listening, if we if we are reading our Bibles and we know what the Bible says, then we're we're going to let our our Christian principles guide us in what we believe and in how we vote. Is, is what I think so you know we don't need to be condoning all of these things that they're doing nowadays to, to, to doing away with you know uh, we need to try to do away with some of these things just like the, uh, the, the uh, abortion was brought back to the states and that sort of thing we need to be for these things we don't need to be Saying, you know, joining along with the world and saying, well, you know, that's somebody's right to, to, to kill a baby or and that sort of thing. So we need to be good discerners of what's good and evil. And the way we know that is by, by reading the Bible and seeing what's in it. Um, we need to be kind and have a soft answer to other people. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath. Um, we don't need to raise our voices with others. We don't, we don't need to uh, be hard to get along with. Uh, we need to watch our tongues and not gossip uh, or tell filthy jokes or that sort of thing. Foolish talk, Ephesians 4.29 tells us that. And then I'll finish the lesson with just this. Our little va- vacation Bible school song that we sing you know where we say, "Be careful, little eyes, what you see, and little ears, what you hear, and mouth, what you say, and feet, where you go." Uh, well, that's just as applicable to to, uh, to us adults as it is to these children. Uh, I think that's that's a very good um, song and a very good um, set of rules to live by. So, that's all I have. There's a lot of other attributes that we could come up with as far as what a Christian life should be about but uh, has anybody got any questions or comments? So we'll we'll leave it at that. So thanks for your attention.